I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wagner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignall from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiperstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK and you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Perry. My name is Brad. It's brilliant to have you with us. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. We know there is so much content out there, but we really appreciate you spending this time with us every single week. And if you love podcasts like I do, uh, make sure you check out our other podcast. It's called Ask Coach Perry. Uh, you can search for it in any podcast player, podcast player you're listening to now. Just search for Ask Coach Perry. Uh, we pop those out uh, twice a week. They're short little snippets uh, and answer really relevant running questions to where you are right now in your running training. That's Ask Coach Parry. On today's podcast, we're going to be chatting to another member of our online training club over at coachparry.com, Alicia Earless. Uh, and we're going to find out a little bit about Alicia and how she bounced back and started running, get this, after breaking her back in a major motorcycling accident. Uh, incredible, inspiring story. We're going to be talking about time trials and should your time trial times be getting faster uh, as you train consistently. We're going to be looking at when to structure uh, your or how to structure your week, where to put your time trials, where to put your strength training. Uh, we'll also talk about when to slot in a training marathon uh, if you're training for comrades and what pace you should be running them at. We'll be discussing a pacing strategy for a sub-10-hour comrades, uh, what pace you should be running your training ultra marathons at. How crazy is that? Talking about running ultra marathons for training. Uh, yeah, comrades is a different race. We're going to be talking about how to use two oceans as a, a sort of dress rehearsal for comrades. And we'll also touch on some pre-race nutrition advice as well don't forget coming up uh, the next of our comrades marathon online webinars you can catch uh, the link to that in the show notes uh, as well in this chat we'll be talking a little bit about the nutrition webinar that we did with nikki de villiers the link to that uh, is in this podcast show notes as well so you can click through on the player that you are listening to that's enough of me yakking let's head over to the coach and alicia hi alicia how are you this morning Good in here, guys. Yeah, very good, thanks. Um, yeah, Alicia, before we get started on the call, um, give myself and the listeners a little bit of background on you. What what brought you to running What do you and what do you enjoy about running? Cool. Well, basically, I've been always, I've liked exercising. Um, I grew up in a gym. My mother was an aerobic instructor. And then, um, but I never really committed to anything on the long term. Then I'm a motorcyclist. So I was in a motorcycle accident where I broke my back. It's about three, just over three years ago. And after that, the only exercise that I could, well, after three months of bed rest, the only thing that I could do was to walk. So I actually joined a friend of mine's mother on a park run and I enjoyed the walking and the people and being outside and your five kilometer walking became five kilometer running and five kilometer running became 10 kilometer and I increased uh, my mileage. And then I felt I needed to get more, do more. And I was not sure which way to go, so I was on Google the whole time for um, advice and all that. 
and I discovered Coach Lindsay. And yeah, I joined the family and since then I was just very eager to go and do comrades. So that's my mind aim and my bigger picture. Okay, well that is really cool. I mean, obviously the accident itself was not cool at all and sounds pretty <laughs> pretty painful. Um, but certainly the journey since then sounds like a, a good one and uh, sounds like we have a new running addict. So yeah. look, just just a little bit of, of um, housekeeping in terms of, of that comrades. I mean, look, you're, you're just for the, the listeners so that they understand that you – you really are a fairly useful uh, runner um, with some pretty good um, running times across a, a spread of distances. And what's quite nice about your times is that you kind of in the ballpark of what we expect as we go across. So what does that mean? I mean, your current PB for 5Ks is 2234 with a recent 20, a more recent 2341. Um, and then that 2341 trans, translates really nicely into what you've run for 10Ks at 51.16. Um, you're 151 on the half marathon uh, and marathon you've run a sub four. So that, that PB that you ran on the 5th of October 2019, I mean, mm-hmm. to give you an idea, that, that that's your outlier at the moment. And I'll give you an idea where your 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 kind of ultimate potential lies but you know that translates to sub 145 half and uh, a sub 340 marathon so those are things that you've still got to look forward to and and to chase but certainly where you are now in February after having taken a bit of a break and and building up again and following the comrades program your current 2341 puts you nicely on track for a sub four hour marathon again which you you know, which, which, which tells us you're getting fit again. Um, and that in turn plays in perfectly to your goal, which is a sub 10 hour comrades, or perhaps that's not the goal, but that's the, the, the program that you're following. And, and that all, that all links in quite nicely. So yeah, I guess the good news is that you are on track um, and things are looking pretty good for the 14th of June. Uh, so hopefully you've come with a couple of questions now, uh, things that have been, Things you've been wondering about on the run or, or whatever it, it may be, but hopefully those answers to those questions will help settle the nerves, give you more confidence, um, and just help you to really make a success out of this next couple of months. Yeah, cool. My first question that I've got, um, as you also mentioned now, my 5K PB was lost year on October 2234. And now with my last time trial, it is a bit slower, about one minute slower. Um, as I've also mentioned on the forum, I have been increasing my strength training since Bala Bala because I lost muscle mass with my thyroid and all that. So basically, um, I was focusing more on strength training the bit lost, but so I have been a bit slower overall. So I do understand that one minute decrease. But I want, I was just wondering, um, say now under normal circumstances, one follows everything and you're on track with everything. Should you 
theoretically be getting faster with each time trial or not necessarily? Yes, so so you should be. Um, Look, we all do have a a ceiling where the improvements get harder and harder. And that's not to say that, that, okay, well, you've reached your ceiling. And in fact, with with Mm -hmm. your running history, I doubt that. But the point I make is that we do get to a point where improving gets harder and harder. Um, and in, in the early stages of a program, we do expect to see some improvements as we go along. Of course, when you get tired, we stop seeing improvements. And so often that is actually a clue for us. Uh, cert- certainly once you reach your ceiling, you shouldn't be going backwards. You know? So if you start getting very close to your actual running potential or, or certainly on the lower end because we know from your 5k even your current 5k time that your marathon should be quicker um, than it is by about 10 minutes but even if we get close to that ceiling of, of speed you shouldn't be slower you should just be struggling to get quicker so that when we plateau and in particular when we start to slow down is uh, often a sign that the combination of perhaps the three days a week of strength training plus the amount of volume that is in that sub 10 hour program, although it's still early in that program may well be an indication that you are getting tight. So if you are seeing a consistent slowdown or going forward now over the next two time trials, if there isn't a turnaround in that um, time and you don't get closer to your faster time, I would certainly consider cutting back somewhere so again in the forums we can just discuss whether at that point in time it's better to cut strength or running Um, but my gut tells me now because you've been working on the strength since November is that if we were going to cut something in the short term it would be to go from three times a week to twice a week on the strength and that may just then give you enough time for your body to recover enough that in those recovery weeks you get fresh enough and can run faster um, the other thing you can do is to push the time trial later in the week. So often, um, you know, we do our time trial in recovery week, but we often do it early in recovery week. So sometimes we aren't, we haven't actually had the benefit of reducing our, our training for that week. So then shift it to the Thursday or the Saturday, and that might give you the, the difference that you need. Cool. Thank you. Now, I'll for sure do that. I think I am... I got, because I have a personal trainer at the gym, so we got about three weeks left of strength training. So then my mileage also increased. I also thought about going back to two weeks of strength training. So I'll for sure look at that. Yeah, that's a sensible approach. And then also let your personal trainer know when you have your down runs in the the week for running because then he can you still do strength training but he just reduces the load intensity maybe focuses more on core range of motion flexibility that week those kind of things yeah okay awesome then um also on that topic i'm doing the the deloitte marathon on the 23rd but really just as a training run not not as any race so I'm going to do about a 6.30. I'm looking at the 6.30 pace. 
should I also then decrease my strength training the week before that or not necessarily? Probably the week after is better in that okay. instance. Um, so look, we do, we are going to be doing training marathons um, mm -hmm. as part of the process. That is in terms of the Pretoria racing scene, that really is one of the, the, the runs that everybody who's training for comrades does. So that that's yeah. absolutely fine. Um, and in terms of, of your planned paces, also perfect. So if you're in the, the okay. 630s, that's 100%. Um, and then you will adjust the strength training the following week, depending on how your body is. So if you get the okay. intensity right of those long runs, and I think if mm -hmm. you do stick close to 630, it will mm -hmm. be perfect. Then by Tuesday, you'll be feeling 100%. And so that towards the end of the week, your strength training can go back to normal. Um, but yeah, just the first, so the, the, the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, just have a look and see how do your legs feel? Is there stiffness, tightness? And if there is, you just back off a little bit. And then by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you should be back to normal. Okay, cool. Awesome. Then also on the comrades topic, um, as I'm on the something hour program, um, what I can see, I'm looking at about the 630 pace for comrades also. And then I want to know, should I more or less from the start do a 630 pace? Um, should I go a bit slower in the beginning um, to catch up to them then on the downhills or should I just try to stick to an average of 6.30? No, so although the average will be 6.30, we, we very seldom on comrades run at 6.30 because okay. there really hardly is any flat on comrades. Yeah. So where there are flat sections, you, you will run close to 6.30, 6.35-ish. Uh, six yards because yeah. your, your average pace for sub 10 is 636 but yeah 630 yeah. is good um so and and also look closer to the time we will do a, a webinar that I, I strongly encourage you to jump in on because then i'll go through the routes in, in detail but for the down run the first couple of kilometers are quite tough um, mm. and particularly once you've left Maritzburg and run down poly shorts from there until the 25 K mark. So we're talking in the region of from like six, seven, eight kilometers, somewhere around there, all the way until 25 Ks is almost all uphill. So that mm. section will be quite a bit slower. Okay. Um, and yeah, so your pace will adjust. You'll probably do very close to seven, just over seven minutes a K on the ups. Mm you'll do very close to six, just under six minutes a K on the downs. Uh, and okay. the, aim, the aim will be to go through halfway, somewhere in the region, depending eventually where you end up in terms of, of what we think your capital of race day, you'll go through somewhere between 4.50 and 4.57 will be your target time, more or less okay. for halfway. Um, there's a lot more downhill in the second half. So you will go through parts of the second half much quicker. However, okay. when you get into the last 10Ks, there will be slowing down again and that'll be normal and that'll, uh, you know, that'll be down to fatigue. But, you know, we'll help you um, to choose the right pacing chart for yourself. And okay. obviously that webinar 
as it goes into very um, fine detail on the route will then give you a good idea of what paces you need to run where. Okay, awesome. Then I'm also doing the Omidam and the two oceans as my ultras, training runs, slow. I just want to check the paces for those. Should I also stick to a 630? Can I slightly push one of them a little bit up to like a six pace? So, oh. look, you can't race either of them, no. but your, yeah. your very easy training pace is around six. So you could do one of yeah. those, again, as long okay. as you aren't out there trying to run the best one you can. And the preferable one of those two to do a little bit quicker would be Omni Dump. Um, okay. Because it's a lot further away. And so if, you know, six minutes a K does leave you feeling stiff and sore, there's yeah. plenty of, of time to just take a few days off and carry on training. And then importantly, okay. the two, two oceans being so close to comrades is the run you actually want to use to test your run-walk strategy for comrades, to test your nutrition for comrades. And you want to do those at the intensity that you are planning on doing in comrades. Okay. So yeah, two oceans, I'll definitely do like that. And then because two oceans, it's, it's too close to comrades to race, but it's still mm. quite far away from comrades. So what you would then want to look to do is about three weeks after two oceans is to do an, a, one more long run of about 40 maximum 45 so you might there might be a marathon that ties in nicely maybe maybe something like the um what's the race in, in yeah the wally, the wally. yes that's the one the yeah okay. yeah so, so and again if you, do, if you do if you do wally and again at comrades pace then that'll be perfect yeah okay awesome i was wondering about that because in the forum we were discussing it and um, initially, we thought four weeks of the two oceans, so then I thought I can't do Wally. So yeah. I can do Wally. You can do Wally. Three, four weeks is, is, is fine. You can do it. Um, but again, oceans and Wally, super chilled. Don't worry about who's ahead of you. Yeah. Okay, now that's awesome because the Wally was my first marathon. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So cool. it's close to my heart. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. Good. That's awesome then. Um, yeah, that's really all from my side. Um, I'll watch the rest of the webinars. I really do enjoy them. And uh, last night with the nutrition stuff was also very enriching for me. Um, my eating is very good. I'm eating healthy. I'm doing all the carbs and the proteins as I should. And what I learned last night from Nikki was um, to like eat breakfast in the morning and then on the start line also maybe drink something with a lot of carbs in or eat something with some carbs in. So that was quite interesting for me. There are lots of people who can't just can't mm -hmm. do that. Um, mm -hmm. But it's definitely worth trying because if you can, it takes yeah. so much pressure off what you need yeah. to eat on the road because now you can actually afford to take slightly smaller amounts often and that puts much less pressure on the gastrointestinal system. So yeah, give that a bash and hopefully it works for you because it'll make, you know, especially up to the marathon, it makes a huge difference in terms of not having to keep taking stuff in all the time on, on the run. 
Absolute pleasure. So, um, yeah, thanks very much and um, good luck. I know we will be around at some races and we will hear from you in the forum. But, yeah, I think you can have a lot of confidence that you'll uh, achieve your goal on the 14th of June. I mean. Super. Cool. Thanks, guys. Okay. Brilliant. Thanks, Alicia. Have a good day. Well, there you go, Alicia. Best of luck in the build-up to Comrades this year. And uh, as always, every week we love sharing success stories from within the Coach Parry Online Training Club. And Monday mornings are probably one of my favorite days to go into the app uh, and just scroll through the forums, particularly the success forums, because we hear these stories every single weekend. And let me urge you, if you're running and training hard and you're just not getting the results that you want, then make sure that you check out the Coach Parry Online Training Club, okay? All the details are at coachparry.com forward slash join you get access to over 70 uh, science-based training programs that'll get you to the goal you're chasing you get access to Lindsay, the rest of our coaching staff as well through our uh, very interactive forums and you also become part of a, a team of runners uh, around the world that are rooting for each other supporting each other and holding each other accountable uh, someone who's been around for a long long time uh, here at coachparry.com pretty much from the beginning is brennan dunn uh, we had him on a, a coaching call also about a year ago last week you heard from Jeffrey Abrams. Brendan was uh, one of the runners that we spoke to around about the same time. Uh, he said, hi guys, last year we sat down for that coaching call and we chatted about my next marathon and goal time that I should aim for. Lindsay said, uh, I, uh, I'm capable of a sub 3.15, perhaps a sub 3.10. Well, I'm happy to report that I managed a 3.09.01 at Johnson Crane. I'm so grateful for your input and everything you do for the running community. Thank you so much. Looking forward to going from strength to strength, working with you. Yours in running, Brendan. Brendan, 30901, man, that is awesome. Uh, and yeah, inching towards that sub three, how amazing would that be? So, uh, Brendan, well done. We know the hard work that you put in. You're one of the... the the most encouraging uh, and sort of active guys in the forum. So we, we thank you for that. But uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that success story. Amazing. Well done. Congratulations. Uh, and we'd love to share your success story here uh, on the podcast. So if uh, you are a member of the Coach Barry Online Training Club and you've done something amazing, you know what? It doesn't have to be a marathon goal. It could be smashing uh, a parkrun PB. It could be turning all your blocks green for the next month. We want to hear about it. Pop it in the success forum, okay? Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, Coach Lindsay Barry, and the rest of the team here at coachparry.com. Have yourself a great week. We'll chat soon.